This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 128. Today we have on Jennifer Garman. She's going to teach us all about how having gratitude can change our physical health. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and loves to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times. So let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. So glad that you are with us today with our topic being gratitude today and our political elections beginning our ballots opened yesterday i have had a lot of gratitude for our country and i had an experience this summer that brought back that remembrance and that gratitude for me so we went on kind of a last minute trip up to south dakota at the very end of the summer right before school started and met up with some family and we were going to go head up to Mount Rushmore. Well, we had all these plans to visit Mount Rushmore, and we went during the day, but my brother-in-law's flight got delayed, 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 like the whole day. That poor guy was in the airports all day. And so he really had wanted to go to Mount Rushmore with us, and so we had decided to go again the next day, but go to the night festival. I have like a little program that they put on where they light up the Mount Rushmore, and it's really cool. So we thought, oh, that would be great. And we hadn't had a chance to really hike up quite as close to Mount Rushmore as we wanted to anyway. So we ended up doing that. We took turns saving seats and then going up and visiting the mountain and seeing the different faces of our presidents up close. And it was really nice and charming. Well, when they were announcing the beginning of the program, they announced that it was only the second day that they had started this since they'd been doing some renovating and COVID had happened. So we felt so happy that we could be there and so blessed that we could be there during this event. And this is during the time when COVID was really starting to get to all of us. The cases were still going up in the summer. Everyone was really worried. I mean, cases are still going up now, but it, it had been going on for months and the racial unrest was really bad. The natural disasters were starting we're all making these big school decisions, what we're going to do with our kids in the fall. And the election was going, and it just kind of felt like America was falling apart. I was really having a hard time personally with what faith I had in our nation and the people in our nation sometimes with all the fighting that was going on. And it was really amazing just being there and hearing the patriotic songs played. And then they told these stories about these presidents. And at the very beginning, made this little disclaimer that yes, these men are not perfect. They did things that they made mistakes and they had, they're, they're real people. They're not these saints that sometimes we paint them to be in history, but yet they had all these really amazing qualities of bravery and persistence. And kind of like I was saying in the Columbus episode last week, except for, I, I feel like these men are just really, really special men that were founding our country and like President Lincoln and the wonderful things that President Roosevelt did for our national parks and everything. I love George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, but they they were speaking so much of the good things that they did in their lives and their fight for freedom. And it just made me have such gratitude for the country that I live in. It feels so blessed to be able to live here in America. And then at the end, they called up 
those that have served in the armed forces or family members who have had those that have served in the armed forces. And my father-in-law passed away just a year ago, but he served for two decades for the Air Force and retired as a lieutenant colonel and was just the most amazing man. And so a couple of my kids and my sister-in-law and some other of the cousins went down and stood on the stage to represent him. And we all just felt his presence there so much that night. And it was just so much more special than if the day before when we had just gone up and looked at the monument. And I can't tell you the gratitude that I felt to be an American and to live in our country. And the blessing it is to be able to vote and to have a say in the things that I want happening in my country. So with that little moment of gratitude, a lot of those feelings were washed away for that night. I was able to forget about the stress of COVID and the, the divide that is happening in our country. And I was so proud of our flag and so proud of and grateful for those that are willing to stand on the lines and fight for our freedom and die for our freedom and so anyway, I was just reminded of that today when I went to the polls and voted. And I hope that you will go out and vote and really enjoy this guest that we have on. Jennifer is fantastic and has such a great message of gratitude. So excited to have our friend Jennifer Garman on our podcast today. She is the founder and CEO of GratitudeMission.org. And she's also the author of Flourish. And she's also the host of a podcast called Upward Trajectory. So she's just super amazing. And I can't wait for us to learn from her today. Jennifer, how are you? Hi, Hillary. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on today. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, this is just such an honor for, for me to be able to talk to you. And I just can't wait to hear all the wonderful nuggets that you have for us. But before we start, do you mind just telling me a little bit about you and your family and what you, what you guys are up to? Yeah, so I live in Northern Virginia, not far from Washington, D.C. I've got three kids, got 13-year-old twins and a 10-year-old. And my husband and I, Kyle, um, we've been here um, for about 15 years now, and we've been married uh, coming up on 20 years. Nice, nice. You have a big anniversary. Hopefully you get to fun. do something fun, not in masks somewhere, hopefully. Yes, we're hoping that COVID is a thing of the past by next summer. <laughs> Well, you've had a really, really incredible story of overcoming this crazy illness, and I'd love for you to tell my audience what that was like, what was going on with you, and kind of how that was being a mom through that illness, because that's it's so hard to be sick when you're a mom, because you just really can't. So tell me a little bit yeah. about that. Well, that honestly was the hardest thing for me going through it because, you know, I, I've always been one of those people like, you know, give it to me, pile it on me. I'll take it. I'll get through. I'll, I'm a survivor, right? I'll get through it. But when it, it, it interferes with your kids and it pulls them down too, it was so hard. And there's, my book actually opens this way is I, one of the thoughts that I have in the memories is my daughter, when she was five years old, coming and asking if I was okay. And if she needed to take care of me and it broke my heart at the time because I was lying in bed. And I knew I needed the time for myself just to be able to function. But having your child come and re recognize that, it was like, oh, it just was a dagger into my heart. It was really, really hard. But luckily for me, my kids came out on the other side just fine. 
And, you know, we talk about it every now and then. And they're like, mom, that was no big deal. Whatever you were, you, you didn't feel good a couple of days. And I'm like, wow, that's really how they remember things. So I, I kind of did put on the mask to, to my ability as best I could certain days, but it was a really tough time. It was seven years of my life. So take me back to the beginning. How did it kind of start? What, how did you know, like, I mean, I guess you knew you were sick because you didn't feel good, but like, tell me, take me through the beginning. What was like before? And then as you're going through this illness. Yeah. Well, you know, it literally came on like flipping a light switch. Um, it was that quick. And I was, I had a lot of balls in the air, a lot of stuff on my plate. And back at the time I was one of those people like, yeah, just throw it on there. I'll get it done. And without thinking of, well, what can I take off if I'm going to add this to my plate? Um, that never really crossed my mind. It was just like piling one thing after another. And I'm sure it was the straw that broke the camel's back. I have no idea what that was um, looking backwards, but I'm sure it was just too much on my plate and my body shut down. But one night I just got complete and absolute insomnia and that went into the next night and the next night. And by the third or fourth night I was dying. And I'm like, I sit here all night and look at the clock. I've never in, you know, I, the finals and college exams and the most stressful times in my life never have not been able to sleep. And I just knew something was wrong. And that started this, like going down these rabbit holes of visiting doctors and specialists and naturopaths and chiropractors and acupuncturists, you name it. I went to them and I tried it out and I heard what they had to say, but all the doctors and all the specialists could not diagnose me. And I, to this day, not, do not know what it was that I, that made me ill. I have some inklings into what could have made it worse, but um, I don't know what made me that sick, but so, I was diagnosed with just about so, every autoimmune disease. <laughs> And how old were your kids at this time? How old were they? My youngest, um, when I got sick, had just turned one. And mm -hmm. my um, twins were, um, they were three at the time. So yeah, I had three on, around three or younger at the time. So it's not like you can just throw on a, a TV show or, I mean, these guys, no. they, they really need it all hands on deck when you're super sick. Yeah, I had to parent through it. <laughs> So how did you, how did that look? How, what did you do with them when you were so super sick? Yeah. You know, a lot of it was like, well, let's get creative. Let's build a fort and let's pretend to go to sleep in the fort. Right. You know, so I could get like a little nap in and, you know, just, well, you know, you can bury mom today in the pillows, you know, that kind of thing <laughs> where I would just lay there and they would interact with me while I would literally like lay there comatose or, you know, let's why go don't hide we... and go seek? I'll go hide in the bed. You go hide. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, why don't you tuck me into bed tonight? We, we, we played that game a lot. <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. That's a great one. So how did you come to grips with the illness? So this went on, you said, for seven years you were battling this. Yes, yes just over seven years. And I, at one point, I'm just like, you know what? Enough is enough. I have not found any answers. And I am just going to double down and do the best I can with what I've been dealt. And as far as I knew, it wasn't terminal. I wasn't dealing with, you know, some kind of cancer or anything like that. So I just like, I have my good days. I have my bad days. I'm just going to push on and get through. And I decided to get my life coaching certification at the time. And my studies took me into just this fascinating realm of the power of our thoughts and our mindsets and quantum physics and energy. And, you know, just this, this whole other thing that as I actually graduated as a, a computer engineer was just like so foreign to me. Um, <laughs> right. I was mesmerized by it and neuroplasticity and reading people's stories of overcoming these insurmountable physical, you know, issues and illnesses and with the power of their minds, you know, healing themselves. I was just so mesmerized. So I used myself as a guinea pig. I took the highest frequency emotion I could find, which was gratitude. 
And I used that as my emotional pillar. And I brought neuroplasticity techniques in and I started practicing on myself. And the first thing that happened was my energy went through the roof. And that's when I was like, okay, I feel really good. I'm going to keep doing this. And when my symptoms started to go away, being very skeptical and a, a scientifically minded person, I really dove into the research. And it was at the point about a month in where I'm like, yeah, this is the real thing. And I know now that I went through this seven year illness because I need to show other people what they can do with their lives um, through the power of their thoughts and their mindset. And that's what I've been doing ever since. That is incredible. So tell me a little bit more about neuroplasticity. I think I need to learn about this. <laughs> like yeah, so what is it? How does it work? <laughs> the basis of neuroplasticity is just the, the, my, the brain's ability to regenerate neural pathways and basically, you know, relearn things in a different way. So if we're stuck in a rut of, you know, I have this, you know, pain in my leg and the pain in my leg is no longer from a physical ailment. It's just from something that has gotten stuck then I can use neuroplasticity techniques to rewire my brain, so to speak, so that I'm not feeling that pain and that pain will dissipate. And that's all there is to it. It's just the, it's the rewiring of the brain. And the best way to practice neuroplasticity is to do it with emotion rooted to it because the brain will change much quicker with emotion rooted to it. That is amazing. So how do we use this in our lives to make our lives happier? I mean, you talked a little bit about gratitude. Is it kind of wrapped up Tell us all about that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of research and studies that show that people that practice gratitude are innately happier people. And the reason for that is because when you take in all that you do have, you're not looking externally for what you don't have to make you happy anymore. You've got it all already, so, and you're grateful for it. And that's the reason people are so much happier. That's the reason why gratitude is so powerful, because you have so much. If you just take a step back, just the, the fact that you are breathing and you are alive and you have a day to do something with and you know impact the world in some way is a miracle. And just be grateful for that. Um, another way to practice is just by looking out the window or going for a walk in nature and just being in awe of all the miraculous ecosystem and animals and things around you. I mean, just the fact that all these things are happening in the, the intertwined way that they are is just so miraculous. It's just so much to be grateful for. That is so cool. So got you started on gratitude. What made you want to pick gratitude? Was there something that had stood out about that? Yes. So um, emotions are all, they all have frequency waves with them and some are very high and gratitude, love, joy, those are all very high, but gratitude happens to be the highest one. So I'm like, I'm going for the top. I'm picking gratitude. <laughs> You're going to go and for that it. Was a go for emotion. <laughs> That's why I picked it. And then all the research that's come in to my understanding after I picked it was like, wow, I picked the right one. That was like, you know, and I don't think it was happenstance that it happened. I think that it was all for a reason. That is so cool. What kind of power has it had in your life? So obviously you're, you're overcoming your health. What other things has it helped you with in your life? Oh my goodness. It has brought my family and I so much closer together. We practice gratitude together on uh, daily. Um, I, when I'm, praying with my kids at night, we, we bring in gratitude for the day and what we've, we're thankful for. Um, it's helped us get through this whole COVID thing so easily. Oh, and sure. I know that people are just struggling right now, but I honestly look back and like, this was such a blessing. Our family was together more. And yeah, we had to cancel a vacation or two. And, you know, we didn't get to do certain things that we wanted to, but the flip side of it is like, we spent all this time together and we're closer and better off for it as a family. So I look at it as the glass half full and the blessing of COVID. 
but I, I too, am ready for it to go away. <laughs> this we we've have enough blessings now. It's time yeah. for time for a new blessing. <laughs> but the ability to handle adversities that come your way from a perspective of gratitude is a huge thing that it can do for you. I love that. I love that so much. So you have this really cool podcast that is a really kind of gratitude based in a lot of ways, Upward Trajectory. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that and how it got started? Yes, um, absolutely. I decided to start the podcast because at, right after I launched my book, I was appearing on many podcasts and this was in the midst of the shutdown and I was missing the connections with other people and I was connecting so much with people on podcasts. I loved it and I knew I wanted to do this too. So I'm like thinking of, well, what can I do? What can my podcast be about? And I'm like, you know, it could be about gratitude and it, it kind of is, but it's really about putting more light back into the world because I felt at the time like there was so much negative and so much dragging people down that we needed more uplifting and positive. And that's what I set out to do. I love your slogan that you have that says inspiration leads to transformation. I love that. Is there an episode or a guest or two that really stick out right now that you could tell us about? Absolutely. My, one of the guests that I talked to, she, she was just overflowing with love and hope and joy. And it, her name is Alexi. And her whole podcast was about cancer changed my life for the better. Talking to her, you wouldn't think that you could ever be thankful for cancer, but she truly was. And she's like, you know, I went through this really rough time and it was awful and it was really difficult, but I see the blessing in it. And I'm like, that is what we need to do. That people is what you need. When you can take something like cancer you can find the blessing in it and you can live full, to your fullest and feel blessed and grateful through that experience. That's when you know you got it down. That is amazing. I don't know that I would ever have that much gratitude in my life, but <laughs> what a thing to aim for. That is so amazing. Was there Very anybody, was there anything else that you wanted to, anybody else that you wanted to add on there? There's so many guests that I had on that I was just in awe. I mean, like, I feel like what I went through was just like this compared to their adversity and just, you know, they, they were so hopeful and happy and on the other side, just so willing to share. It was just, it's just such a testimony that, you know, we're put through these trials to be a beacon and a light to other people. And when we look at it that way, it really makes it all worthwhile, right? That we suffered and we got through this, um, not only to the point where we can say, you know, I'm stronger and I've learned and I've grown from it, but now I can be a blessing and be of help to other people because of it. Yes. I love that. That is amazing. Tell me a little about your book. Is your book kind of cover some of these other things or tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So my book um, is entitled Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life. And it kind of goes into all my research and the ways that um, gratitude can really be effectively uh, a catalyst for changing your life. And it goes into, you know, physical and mental health, um, our self-worth, our connection to others, overcoming adversity. And then it goes into positives too, like, you know, um, happiness and abundance. And it's truly what you focus on expands. And I, I believe that was Oprah that said that. And I, it just resonates really with me because when you focus on the positives, it's just amazing how many more positives will come into your life. And I can attest personally, when I focus on the negatives, a lot more of that comes into my life. Yeah. So I choose every day to focus on the positives. I love that so much. So let's tell everybody where we can find you. Where can we find you to get more about this? Get your yeah, so the best way, <laughs> best way to find me is on my website, which is gratitudemission.org. Um, you can find out about my product, The Growing Gratitude Tree, also my book on there. And my book's also available on Amazon. 
And then my podcast upward trajectory is on all the podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, as well as a YouTube channel. Love it. Love it. And we'll have links to all of this in our show notes so that our friends listening can just pop right on to go straight to where they need to go without even having to search too much. And um, was there anything else that you would like to share before we kind of switch gears here? Challenge people just when you get out of bed or when you go to sleep each morning, just a couple things that you're grateful for and try and make it a habit for 30 days and just kind of see backwards, you know, how much has your life changed? I, I am willing to bet it will change for the better. I really believe that that is so true. We had another guest on named Nikki Olson and she talked a lot about ways to receive personal revelation. And one of her steps was gratitude every day. It was to feel gratitude. And I kind of forgot about that for a while. And I've been coming back to it the last month or so. And I'm feeling a huge change in the way that I view things. It's amazing. Just writing down something that you're grateful for that has happened that day makes such a big difference in the way that you look at your life. So I yes. love this gratitude challenge. I'm super excited to take <laughs> it on. And I think what a perfect time of year to do this with Thanksgiving coming up and the holidays after that. So it's going to be perfect timing. Got our three helpful and happy questions that I love to ask our, our guests here. Our podcast is housed on our blog, Helping of Happiness. Some of the happiest things for me in my family is eating together, food and family, and going on trips together, and then learning some kind of homemaking hacks because I feel like I always need some kind of help with running my household or helping our family. So I would love your advice on these things to share with our audience today to finish things up. Oh, absolutely. What can I share? Okay. So your first one for all of us that are trying to figure out what are we going to make for dinner every night? I'd love to hear what your favorite food or meal is. Well, this is not only my go-to, but this is my like, oh my gosh, I forgot to plan dinner meal. And <laughs> my whole, my whole family loves it, but it's Instapot um, chicken taco um, bowls. Ooh, it's so tell awesome me about this. Because you literally, I, I, now I hand freeze the little chicken tenderloins individually for this specific thing. You literally put some chicken broth, frozen chicken tenders at the bottom, and then you add on salsa, frozen corn, more broth, and then some rice. And I think, I, I don't know if I'm forgetting anything. I don't think, oh, you, you sprinkle the frozen tenderloins with a little bit of taco seasoning. And then you just clamp it up and it cooks and it comes out and it's amazing. You can put it over tortilla chips. You can put it in a tortilla, roll it up and eat it as a burrito. Well, my whole family loves it. And it's literally like a five minute, I forgot about dinner, throw it in the Instapot. And 20 minutes later, dinner's ready. Amazing. So your rice is uncooked, I'm guessing, right? Uncooked rice. Oh, that's even better. That is so great. Yes. Oh, amazing. Because I'm sure if it was cooked, it would just dissolve to nothing in 20 minutes if we stuck it in there. So. <laughs> it would, yeah. <laughs> amazing. I'm going to have to try those. That sounds so good. Oh, yum. We love Mexican food over here. Oh, so let's go on to travel or trips. So let's get, let's get our brains going since we've all been stuck at home more. It's always fun to get some ideas to look to in the future. So what's the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation? So I was lucky enough to have been able to go on the summer of 2016. My husband works for a German company and he was able to work out a negotiation where he worked in Germany for the summer and <gasps> all of us as a family tagged along. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> we were stationed in Heidelberg, Germany, and we 
had a little rental for the summer on the river that went through there. I forget the name of the river. Um, our view was a castle across the river. It was amazing. That is incredible. So did you travel all over different parts of Europe too, or did you stay mostly in Germany? Yes, we went all over the place. We went to France, we went to Switzerland, we went to Bavaria. We were just all over and th thoroughly enjoyed that summer. That is amazing. Okay, I need to figure something out with my husband's work to invite us all to. <laughs> Oh, when you that put the thought out there, I'm telling you, he put that out there and he's like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm like, no, you're not. And lo and behold, this was before, you know, I was still sick during this time, but I was, you know, it was one of my renaissances, I, I call it. I had these little periods where I was better at it for a few months at a time. And luckily that was during that time. And I got to thoroughly enjoy that trip. What a tender mercy. That is amazing. That is so awesome. Okay. So last question. Do you have a homemaking hack for us? Well, my homemaking hat would have to go back to my, my, also my recipe is the Instapot. I, that thing has saved my life. I can't tell you how many days a week I incorporate it probably at least two times. Um, and if I can find more recipes three times a week, just because it's just such a time saver and I love the meals that come out of it. And I'm always looking for more Instapot meals to try. So what are some of your other favorite things to make in there besides the frozen chicken, which I love being able to make frozen chicken. In oh, the there's bar. a beef stroganoff that we make. Ooh. Oh yeah. So I make um, beef stew, beef stroganoff, um, rice all the time in there. I make a chicken and rice casserole, um, soups, lots of different soups that I put in there. Oh my gosh. These are just the, some of the favorite ones that we have. I know I'm trying to think there's a, a beef with mushroom um, recipe that's really good in the, in the Instapot with, um, with beef stock. And my family, because the, the noodles all, it gets like infused into the noodles and they taste so good. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my goodness. I, I need to use my Instant Pot more. This is inspiring me to go hunting for some more, some more ways to use my Instant Pot. That sounds so delicious. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us today. I've learned so much and inspired to have more gratitude in my life and I just think it's amazing that you could use an emotion like gratitude to overcome an illness that had you so debilitated. And I really appreciate you reaching out and coming on today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Hillary. It's been great to be here. Thank you so much for honoring us with listening to this podcast today. We're so grateful that you take the time to listen and feel that we're important enough to put in your day. If you enjoyed this episode, I really hope that you'll share this with a friend. You can take a screenshot on your phone of the episode and post it on social media and tag us if you want, or just give the link to a friend or just tell your friends about us when you're in person and talking to them because that is how we grow. And that's how these fabulous guests are able to find us and be on our podcast. So have a fabulous, fabulous week and go vote.